Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier From the Depths Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 1. The City. June 2019. The city of London shone beneath the clear summer sky. In the suburb of Soho, a rainbow of colourful awnings adorned the shops and eateries, and crowds of happy city dwellers and tourists bustled from place to place. Sitting outside a tiny cafe nestled in a narrow side street was the time traveller Professor Chronomier. Resplendent in a Victorian waistcoat and white shirt, and with a battered, broad-brimmed hat on her head to mask her eyes from the sun, she was immersed in a dog-eared book she had bought some days ago. Though a woman out of her time, in the eclectic environs of Soho, the professor did not look entirely out of place, a fact noted by her equally anachronistic friend and travelling companion Astrid, who approached from the cafe with a tray of drinks and pastries. Are that lot time travellers too, do you reckon? Astrid pondered, nodding over to a group of young friends dressed in ornate Victoriana. No, I shouldn't think so, the professor replied, glancing up from her book. They've just got a rather fine fashion sense. Astrid took a seat opposite the professor, and watched another gaggle of people pass by the cafe. This group was sparsely dressed, much to Astrid's surprise. Blimey, she remarked through a mouthful of cake. They're not shy, are they? Again the professor looked up from her book, unsurprised by the sight of the slight garments of the chattering men and women. Fashions change, dear heart. I think it's rather wonderful, people dressing as they please instead of how they're expected to. I see you've gone native, so to speak. She nodded down at Astrid's legs, which were now dressed in a pair of trousers instead of her usual scruffy skirt. She'd purchased them from a market stall whilst exploring the city, having finally admitted that no amount of darning would mend her old attire. "'Makes sense with all the running around we do,' Astrid said before taking a slurp of her icy drink. "'Good book?' "'Yes, most enlightening,' the professor replied, setting the tome down on the table and sipping her own drink. "'Quite a life story, to say the least.' Astrid took up the book and regarded the long-haired man on the front cover. There was something at once leonine and serene about him, a pair of interrogative eyes set into a friendly face which bore the hint of a mischievous smile. Half-joking but pondering the possibility, Astrid asked, Relative of yours? The professor chuckled and set down her cup. <laughs> no, not at all. Friend? Alas, no, the professor sighed. He would have been a student when I left my own time. His fame was later, towards the end of the century. What did he do? Astrid asked through another mouthful of food. She wiped the crumbs from the book cover and slid it across the table. Looks like a tough to me. He moved in high circles, certainly, mused the professor, but he mocked the society he mixed with. He was a playwright. Like Will Shakespeare? 
asked Astrid, recalling the events of her first meeting with the professor. They love him in this time, you know. His picture's all over the place. Looks nothing like him, but he's on mugs, purses, tunics, the lot. The professor smiled and regarded the man on the cover of her book. He doesn't achieve quite the same fame as Will, she said fondly, but he's revered all the same. She looked up at the people wandering around Soho. So many expressive styles of clothing and hair and makeup, so many different languages drifting to the ear, so many pairings blind to matters of gender or race. She looked back at the man on the book. I wonder if he wasn't something of a trailblazer, all things considered. Why read the book about him, then? Astrid asked, gulping down the last of her drink. There were so many about him on the shelves, I thought he must be worth reading about. And he was, the professor replied, sipping her drink again but dismissing it as altogether too sweet. All the same, why not go and see him? Astrid was getting restless. What's the point of having a time machine if you don't meet your heroes? A mischievous grin spread across the professor's face. The stay in the 21st century had been an extended break from a life of travelling, but the call to see another new time, even one so close to her own, was summoning her. Very well, she said, picking up the pastry from the plate in front of her, followed by her coat. Come along, Astrid. Let's go and meet Oscar Wilde. Mere minutes later, some distance from the café, the professor and Astrid turned down an alleyway and emerged into a small yard. Among the overflowing bins and stacks of empty crates stood the professor's timeship. Like a mercurial cubicle constructed of copper and bronze, the machine consisted of a circle of control banks set into wooden cabinets, topped with a maze of scientific glassware. At the top of the machine sat an hourglass held in a gyroscope, which shone in the bright sunlight. The professor and Astrid stepped into the machine and immediately began pulling levers and turning dials. The liquid in the flasks and tubes started to bubble and the copper blades which hugged the frame of the machine turned. Temporal lock disabled, chimed Astrid. Destination input, the professor replied. Relativity shielding up and running, Astrid reported with a press of a button. Fisher generator coming up to speed, called the professor over the rising hum of power now filling the air. Ready to launch. Taking her cue, Astrid jumped up and pushed the gyroscope into motion. All around the machine a silvery light was beginning to shine, and a strong vortex of air was swirling all about them. The professor monitored the controls carefully, and a blast of energy ripped up from the ground. In an instant the professor's ship reached the River of Time, a cascade of shimmering temporal energy along which they were now sailing. Compared to other trips they had made, this voyage was a modest one, little more than a century away from when they had left. In little under five minutes they were ready to initiate the landing procedure, which the two friends deftly undertook. The Time River began to glow around them, and the machine's engines roared in triumph. With another flash of light, the ship was gone. The machine's copper blade slowed to a halt, and the chemicals in the apparatus ceased boiling. As the professor made the final adjustments, drops of rain began to hit the control panels. There goes our summer holiday, Astrid chimed. Shift it then, let's get her under covers. The two friends stepped down from the machine, and Astrid lifted the marble platform on which they'd been standing. Beneath was a storage cabin, filled with a variety of tools and treasures accrued during the two women's travels. Astrid took out a large folded sheet and quickly shook it loose, before throwing it over the timeship and masking it from view. There we are, smiled the professor. 
No need for rain to stop. She fell silent when a sinister buzzing filled one of her ears. She turned her head to see a strange-looking firearm being held to her face. The Chronicles of Professor Cronomier From the Depths An unbound theatre production Written by Dario Knight And performed by Erica Sanderson With music by Kevin MacLeod Thank you.